and scene. And that was Buggles with Video Killed the Radio Star. Fat chance Buggles, Dave still here, loud and proud on your radio from 9 till 12 every day. It's coming up to 10 o'clock on this lovely Tuesday morning and you know what that means. It's time for Dave's Dirty Finger. Dave's Dirty Finger. You know the name of the game, listeners. You need to call in and guess where Dave's been this week, which has led to his finger being so very, very dirty. Here's the first clue. I'm looking at Dave's finger now, and I can see it's pretty dirty. Let me tell you, his nail is caked in something gungy. Our first caller is Betty from Kidderminster. Hi, Betty. Where do you think Dave's finger has been? Has he been baking? I'd hope not. You wouldn't want to eat anything made with those hands. Thanks for calling, Betty. Your next clue, listeners, is that I can see a bit of straw. Just a bit, but definitely some straw. Who have we got on the line now? Hello, Dave. It's Susie from the Black and Beacons. Oh, hello, my lovely. That's lovely, isn't it? I do all the voices. What have you been doing, Susie? Listening to you, Dave. Lovely, Susie. Where's the dirty digit been, then? Has he been touching a cottage? No, Dave's not been cottaging this weekend. Thanks, Susie. Final clue. It's a bit whiffy. Listeners, boo! So to recap, it's gungy, there's straw, and it smells pretty bad. Final caller is lovely Jessica. Oh, hello, Dave. Oh, Jessica, hello. You've got a strong voice. Yeah. So where's this awful-looking appendage been? He's been mucking out the stallions at the stud farm. So close, Jessica, but sorry, not the right answer, so... Dave's dirty finger has beaten you all again he's been helping farmer jones deliver all the new little piglets and he's got a right old state give that finger a rinse right it's five past the hour here's the wurzels i've got a brand new combine harvester more dave's dirty finger tomorrow and scene i'm joined tonight by the home secretary to discuss the latest policy announced by the government Minister, thank you for coming along. Uh, thank you. So, Minister, can you please tell us more about the latest policy announcement, which is to increase the drink driving limit from one unit to 12 and a further 18 on the weekend? Yes, yes, I'm ha- happily. Uh, this policy is not about drink driving. It is about the fundamental right of a morally superior British citizen not to be cowed or bullied by bureaucratic dictators. No, 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 but surely, Minister, to allow such an irresponsible policy will result in many more deaths on our public roads. Uh, The morally superior British citizen has a fundamental right to be entitled to a freedom which has been corruptly denied to them for far too long. But, But, Minister, innocent people will die as a direct result of your government's policy. It's been proven time and time time again that drink driving leads to increased levels of unnecessary deaths. Uh, the morally superior British's, British citizen has for far too long kowtowed to responsibly consume a mere one pint before getting behind the wheel of a car. Uh, think of the hard-working, morally superior British citizen who, uh, who have been unable to drive their equally hard-working, morally superior 
superior British families home from such occasions as perhaps uh, weddings, uh, birthdays, or or even at the extreme bar mitzvahs. Forgive me, Minister, but this policy is surely sanctioning deaths on the roads. Are you seriously suggesting that such a policy can be justified on any moral level? Uh, moral, morals are fund, fundamental to the morally superior British citizen who has told us many, many times that their morals are important to them and in fact uh, they, they take superiority over other considerations as they are by their very nature morally superior citizens of a British nature. Minister, I thank you for your time. Uh, thank you. And scene. Come in, 0011. I've been expecting you. My name is Cristiano Del Carmen Bigwinkle. I'm Dr. Possibly's left and right hand man. He's ambidextrous, you know. Bigwinkle? That's quite a mouthful. Please call me Chris. We like to keep things informal here at Sphincter. Sphincter? Yes, the Society for Pain, Hatred, Innuendo, and Nastily Causing Terrible Yet Erotic Results. Innuendo, you say? Yes, there's nothing better than a deadly double entendre. Well, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Ha! Yes, quite. Your Russian counterpart, Double Nietzsche, is ahead of you in the queue, I'm afraid. No, that's fine. Us British are good at waiting. Nietzsche, good to see you again. I haven't seen you since you took out those 200 armed security personnel with nothing more than a toothpick, our wits and a smile. Ah, Double Eleven. How have you been? Yes, that was great. Good times. So are you here for a slow, elaborate and easy to escape from execution? Yes, yes. You know how it goes. This is my fourth this month. It comes to the territory, Nitch. Double O Nitch. Doctor Possibly will see you now. Okay, thank you. See you again soon, no doubt, Double O Eleven. Wish me luck. Well, I guess I must have a good 20 minute wait ahead of me yet then. Any chance for skinny caramel macchiato with a creamy head? Enter. Next. What the? That's a little bit out of the box. Next. Doctor possibly will see you now, 0011. Uh, uh, right, yes, of course. I'll have to have that coffee another time, Chris. Pleased to meet you, 0011. Although our meeting will be brief. Well, I see you're another megalomaniacal narcissist. You're not going to shoot me, are you? Yes, of course. I want you dead. I have you in my capture. You are at my mercy. Why wouldn't I? Whoa, whoa. Evil geniuses can't just immediately shoot a spy. I mean, where's your credibility? What do you mean? Your predecessor, Dr. Procrastinator, would never have just shot somebody. I mean, he wasn't a charlatan. You mean my dead predecessor? whom I shot immediately. But but you're supposed to drag this out, man, you know? Make it sporting. I really don't have the time. The eastern seaboard isn't going to destroy itself. Well, no, but the other evil geniuses won't take you seriously. You know the annual evil genius barbecue and picnic is coming up in a couple of weeks? Yes, and I can boast about killing seven agents in half an hour. Yes, but where's the finesse? Where's the romance, the class, the sophistication? What do you mean? You're supposed to be an evil genius for crying out loud. Any damn fool can just shoot somebody. You mean like you shot my mother? Well, that that was different. After you seduced her and turned mummy against me. Damn it, I love Madame Portwinkle. She was the most vibrant and sexy septuagenarian I ever came across. Ha! <laughs> you know I love of deadly innuendo here at Sphincter. Well, I was in her innuendo. <laughs> no, really, stop it. 
This is serious. You shot my mother. Well. You shot her on her 70th birthday and then smarmily declared, much like a Bordeaux, when it comes to aged syphilitic prostitutes, you always prefer to 69. You're very much taking this out of context. Anyway, the point is, you can't just shoot an agent if you want to be taken seriously by the other evil geniuses. Well, how am I supposed to do it? I have a budget and a timeline to stick to. Yes, but the others managed to make these trophy assassinations? It's something of a badge of honour amongst your peers. Of honour? Well, I use the term lightly. Admitted, you are an inbred midget psychopath, born of a one-legged French whore and sired by a travelling coach party of mentally unbalanced Millwall fans, even if you are the world's foremost authority on Tasmanian squirrel-headed earthworms. You flatter me, 0011, but now you shall die. Wait, wait, wait. You're seriously rushing this. You'll, you'll be a laughing stock. Okay, convince me. How can I kill you more slowly? Um, well, you could cover me in cream cheese and lure me into a vat of hungry white mice. No, I'm lactose intolerant. Next idea. You could trap me in a watertight room with only a slowly dripping pipe and one woefully inept guard for company. You'd easily escape. Do you think me a fool? Well, two inept guards then. One of whom is blind. You killed 12 highly trained mercenaries just breaking in here. And now you want me to have you guarded by the Chuckle Brothers? I know they're in your employ. I saw them at reception. They're on light duties only. Barry puts his back out again. One final idea or it's time to meet your maker. Okay, how about this? You put me in a shallow hole in the ground, unshackled, unguarded, but at the mercy of a thousand ravenous Tasmanian squirrel-headed earthworms. You'd never survive! A thousand of those worms could devour a man's toenail in only two weeks. They'd eat you whole in a matter of years. It's the kind of death we both deserve. Deal. And scene.